live from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley, and we're so excited because today we're going to talk about the September 2020 issue of The War Cry. And with me here is our War Cry editorial director, Mr. Jeff McDonald. Greetings, Colonel. It's good to be with you again at the end of August as this issue of September is on its way to its destinations. You've made it through the summer. Amazing. And you've led your team to another successful production of The War Cry. A reminder to our listeners, we are still working remote. Uh, our, our production uh, team is doing this all with, uh, within the, the amazing technology that's available to us now through uh, through our computers and through the Adobe Cloud and all kinds of different uh, bells and whistles, Jeff, that you guys all use. You're, you're, you're uh, pretty amazed by what's happening with your team. Well, I think it's just not my team, but it's also we're tapping into the Army network across the country, which is vast. And, you know, our technology allows us to do this, even though we were re- working remotely. And my, the thing is, our team, as you know, you know, we're, we're committed to the mission of, of what, what our work represents. And that shows in, in our uh, results. And I, I say your team. I mean, it's our team, obviously, together. But part of your job duties here uh, is is uh, to kind of be like coordinating the, the three-ring circus, so to speak, uh, with all the details that, that it takes to bring you know, a, a fresh publication each month. And uh, <clears throat> my continue uh, gratitude to you and to everybody that's listed on our masthead um, and all the stuff that's going behind the scenes. So it's great. I'm very excited about this issue. Thank you, Colonel. You know, and your participation is crucial. You're, you know, kind of steering us in the right direction <clears throat> and giving wisdom. So thank you. Well, you know me. I mean, I'm not a grammatician. I'm just kind of like a, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I just, I just get excited about the opportunity of ministry, and uh, this ministry is is completely different than what I've done in my past almost four decades of of doing this. So it's it's just a joy, and it's also a joy uh, to once again uh, be with our producer Elizabeth. Elizabeth, good morning. Hello to you. Good morning. Well, as we said, this issue of the uh, September um, war cry is before us, and that is the focus of our our uh, discussion today. Uh, I, Jeff, I really, um, I just love what our design team is doing with the magazine overall. Uh, tell us a little bit about the the cover and kind of the thinking that's kind of going into some of the the elements and the nuances that people may see, but they might even more than see, they might feel. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, good point. Um, when you think about design, editorial design are really um, one. The, the, the goal is the same. And every ingredient that we use from typography to imagery to background colors to color schemes, etc., 
all need to be um, used in consort to enforce the editorial message. And of course, uh, securing good material for our design is critical. And in this case, our cover um, subject, Damien Horn, provided us with some intriguing images. And let's face it, people re um, relate to stories, to individuals, and we're really pleased to have him on the cover. Yeah, and we appreciate the, uh, the interview. Um, and uh, Michelle uh, Caceres has done a in-depth interview with Damien, who is, uh, I don't want to say he's a product of the Salvation Army, but certainly he has been um, part of the Salvation Army. And we're just, we're just really, really thrilled uh, to have that um, featured. And uh, Elizabeth, we do have a separate podcast uh, coming up with Damien, correct? We do indeed this month. So that will be, uh, be exciting for, uh, for our listeners to, to consider, you know, one of the, one of the things that there are a lot of different things that we, we kind of keep, um, our finger on, uh, Jeff, you know, we're, we are, obviously we are reporting on COVID, uh, 19, uh, the response uh, to uh, the Salvation Army uh, donation-wise uh, during the COVID um, epidemic has been simply amazing and remarkable. Did you want to talk about that at all? Well, there, there's so many stories, and we, you know, we didn't want to. We've covered that quite a bit in the. I guess this is the fifth issue now we've produced remotely, and uh, we have covered that subject in the past. There's so many efforts the army is doing across the nation, across the world, also, <clears throat> and just hard to imagine um, all that these people are doing on the front lines and reacting creatively to the needs in their communities and putting them officers and salvationists are putting themselves out to reach out in new ways to encourage people to assist them. Um, so we, you know, we do ask for rather, you know, boldly for donations uh, at this time, because certainly the army is pushed to um, beyond its uh, normal um, accountability and accounting to provide services. So uh, we do refer to SalvationArmyUSA.org in the magazine so people can contribute and be part of this common cause. Uh, the Salvation Army is um, a part of these communities across America and where there's human suffering and that suffering is just increasing and it's as more people are struggling um, to stay in their homes and, and to even even to be able to keep food on the table. We know that the Army is doing the best they can in these communities and the, the support, the donation support of public and private uh, companies and corporations is so important. We're very proud of the conduit that the Salvation Army has begun and the hard work that men and women, uh, volunteers, officers, soldiers, employees across this nation are, are doing, and, and we will continue to shout their praises and thank God for them and do all that we can. To that point, Colonel, um, I know that you know com competition for donation dollars is is uh, quite intense, and uh, the army doesn't put a lot of energy into marketing. Uh, it's rather using rather uses funds for actual service. Uh, but one thing that um, is remarkable of what the army does is it forms partnerships 
nationally, you know, statewide, at the local level with other agencies, other corporations to deliver services and to really coordinate efforts at the community level. And those partnerships are valuable. So when people are giving to the Army, they're really also contributing to those, that kind of uh, cohesiveness at the community level that involves many partners. Jeff, uh, kind of uh, quickly kind of going through, uh, highlight a few things. I'm very excited about the uh the, the update on uh, the fight against human trafficking. Uh, we have some, you, you were able to get uh, some contributions from across the, uh, the country uh, on what the Army in particular, we, we focused on uh, the Eastern Territory and the Western Territory that was going on there. Anything you want to highlight about that? I'm so appreciative of these people contributing to our publication this way. Ariel Curry, Director of Anti-Trafficking for the East, and Stephanie Taylor, who is a program coordinator for the Army's Anti-Trafficking Services in the West, both shared really heartfelt articles um, about this work. We include the data about what the Army's doing, touching um, over 4,000 individual survivors were assisted with over 24,000 nights of shelter last year. Um, there, you know, there's impressive stats of what the Army's doing across the country, and I think over uh, 40 locations uh, dealing with this, this terrible reality of, of sexual and uh, economic trafficking. Um, but they share from their heart, and they let us into their world through their writing about the, you know, the, the gritty realism they deal with. Uh, Ariel Curry writes about, you know, people ask her, what does she see as success? Uh, she says, we, um, we, are, we value getting a woman away from her trafficking or assist her in, in accomplishing her long-term goals. We also value individual um, baby steps, small successes. We see success as the same woman coming back through our drop-in center multiple times. Let's face it, entering into an in, unfamiliar space takes more courage when in your world you've been continually taken advantage of by strangers. So I just commend those two articles to, uh, <clears throat> to uh, readers. We have a, a section that has, we've gotten a lot of good feedback on and it's been exciting. It, it, it kind of just started in a, like a, a, a little seed thought in my mind is like, who are people in the Salvation Army world whether they're advisory board members, whether they're soldiers, whether they're officers, whether they're employees who may, who may or may not be a Salvationist that are really impacting the Salvation Army. And we, we title that influencers. And, you know, Jeff, you and I come of a different generation where, where the word influence means something different than what it does now. So we're actually like looking at that word um, because in our millennial section, there's the whole, as we've been educated by Elizabeth and Michelle, you know, there's the whole subculture uh, and the, the job of influencers. So um, I'm excited about this because I, I really want us to continue this because I think there's so many people in the Salvation Army uh, that go, that do tremendous things. This issue, we have, uh, we have the bandmaster, the territorial, uh, Director of Music for the Eastern Territory, uh, Mr. Derek Lance, who's the uh, bandmaster of the New York Staff Band, and uh, Major Swain, our assistant, he he is in charge of these series. So um, there's some some great things here with uh, Derek, and uh, I, I hope our readers and listeners will pay attention to that. And who knows, we may uh, we may be pulling in some of our listeners into this uh, down the road. 
Yeah, we should. There's so many stories, and this is a great one. I mean, he's a Juilliard. He studied at Juilliard School, um, and uh, this is a really interesting guy. It's, it's interesting to see the values and backgrounds that people have in the Army. Uh, we continue. I think we close out this issue. Uh, this is where we, uh, we have our last cadet testimony, and we have uh, Lieutenant Chanel Allen Debella. De- 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 uh, Debella, uh, anything you want to say about this story or just kind of the overall concept of where we're going with that? Well, I think it's, it's a great story and that, you know, who does not wrestle, uh, in, in their lives with what directions they have to take career wise and life path wise. And she certainly did. She had experience as a broadcaster and it was her dream to be a major broadcaster on a major network. Um, but she didn't, she f- did not find that particularly fulfilling. And actually she was concerned about the road she was going down in that pursuing that goal relentlessly. And then she came to a fuller understanding of what God wanted her to do and be. And uh, I think these testimonies resonate so well with people because we, you know, we all ask ourselves these kind of questions at different points and uh, the surety with which these people respond to the call that God places on them to become officers is certainly informative and uh, can be inspiring for us. Again, we've already um, alluded to the cover and the article um, interview with uh, Damian Horn by uh, Michelle Caceres. Uh, great, great little read there. Also, Michelle uh, has our ongoing um discussions with the millennials and she has a um i I guess elizabeth is uh natalie um an influencer do you know very much about her yeah so natalie is an influencer she was really huge on youtube and she still is and she actually left her corporate job to start her own agency it's pretty amazing so there there's uh and in connection and her podcast will be coming out later this month yeah we have much to learn from the millennials we have a good uh, article because uh, we're kind of focusing on kindness. You know, what what the world needs now is love, sweet love, and out of that comes the heart of kindness. So there's a, a great uh, article uh, here um, by uh, – actually, we had like – is it three or four different articles? Yeah, it's, it's three voices about yeah. uh, dealing with that subject and uh, just different um, perspectives on the – the necessity of kindness, the importance of it, and you know what it really means. Uh, it's not a light, fluffy kind of uh, take, you know, word to take for granted, but really has implications for our culture. And I think that comes through in these three stories. We're continuing on with our new Bible study uh, teacher, Lieutenant Colonel Dan Jennings. And we've done a podcast with him. You can look uh, wherever you find your podcast. Uh, we've talked about uh, his heart, what's going on with him and his wife and their new appointment in the, the Northern Division of the Central Territory. They're in the heart of the fray in Minneapolis. So you want to kind of uh, dig that one out if you haven't listened to that podcast. Um, but um, Colonel Jennings will be contributing um, throughout this year and, and up until next summer. Uh, with a Bible study on on Psalm 23, we hope our readers and listeners are encouraged by this classic psalm and what the good Colonel is pulling out. 
Uh, Jeff, we have that one section on core values, and this is where we we give a fond farewell to Major Lisa Davis, who is the Secretary for Spiritual Life Development for the Central Territory in the United States. We really appreciate Lisa. Again, we did a podcast with her that's already up, and you can talk a little bit more, but we uh, we appreciate the contributions that um, that she has given to us. Yeah, she's really great to work with, and we look forward to her further contributions, possibly uh, down the road. Um, she has a strong uh, place in the Central Territory as a Secretary for Spiritual Life Development. And in this uh, last installment, she deals with COVID and, you know, where we're going. So <laughs> that might be of interest to readers, too. We continue with our Yo Soy uh, tradition for uh, our Spanish reading uh uh, readers uh, with a series by uh, Commissioner uh, Bill Francis. Uh, we're excited about that. And again, um, you'll, this is a, a section that um, in upcoming issues, you'll see some changes. We, in uh, 2021, we have a new uh, con contributing writer. We don't want to uh, share all of that right now, but uh, we're, we're excited about what, what happens with that. And um those of you that you know use the magazine as a tool for evangelism, you want to refer our our Spanish speaking folks to uh, this page where we have the how to come to Christ. Uh, this, the the plan of salvation has been translated for us and um, by one of our staff members, and and that's been um, placed there. So I'm excited about that, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, exciting. And that's, uh, we hope to uh, be innovative in our approach to that uh, community as well. People are interested in the history. The Salvation Army has a real uh, significant following uh, when it comes to the history. The, the Army's history is really riveting, unique, it's different, you know, because we're spanning over 154 years now uh, through starting through the Industrial Revolution and, and going through world wars and going through all kinds of different changes and now modern day uh, issues that we have. Uh, Elizabeth, you you often point out how how well on social media, any any post that we put up, even if it's a, a funky picture of, <laughs> of, of your boss uh, holding the guitar when he had hair. Um, <laughs> That's a great photo. What, what a find. I know, but it's kind of weird to be considered part of history, you know, while, yeah, you're, right? while you're still alive. <laughs> history in the making. Yeah. <laughs> We're grateful to, uh, our staff member, Major Jason Swain, who is a natural historian, and he, he's, uh, you know, he works with our, our archives department, and we've, that's been an ongoing uh, placement for the last year and a half in our magazine, the highlights in history, uh, so we encourage our readers to look there. Jeff, was there any other uh, topics that we wanted to talk about? Well, you know, we, we've talked in the department frequently about the uh, current climate in, in society in terms of uh, the degradation of dialogue and the uh, quick-to-judgment kind of reaction people have to events. So you wrote an article on that subject entitled Dirt Clod Culture, which uh, is certainly timely, and um, you relate it to you know, the scriptural account of uh, 
Jesus uh, with the woman before the Pharisees. What led you to write that, Colonel? Well, I think there's a couple of things that that led me to to write it. Um, there's there's a toxic toxicity toxicity is that the word um, right now? Um, viral, not viral, but viral um, kind of feeling when. Uh, in, in particular, like on Twitter, how people are uh, quick to judge, quick to uh, cast aversion. Um, it seems okay to make fun of how people look, how they speak, what they believe in, um, what their political stance would be. Um, there just seems to be this feeling of quick, let's gather stones and throw it at this person. Um uh, I mean, it's it's such a deep, deep subject. But it was interesting. I was I was finding a lot of rocks being thrown back and forth um, on social on on my social media feed, in particular my personal Facebook, of of people that I respect uh, that were kind of voicing things that I may not agree with. But the manner in which things were having um, that were being kind of typed and text out there was was pretty caustic. And it really wasn't I don't think it was becoming of being a follower of Jesus. And in particular, if you're a member of the Salvation Army, where uh, holiness of heart, uh, holiness in our lives is kind of, you know, it's kind of tied very closely to grace and kindness uh, and, and uh, being able to kind of listen with an open mind and not be quick to judge. So I've always been intrigued, Jeff, with the story of the adulterous woman. I guess it goes back to my theater days because there was a, there, this was one of the first parables that I actually was a part of acting out. Uh, in a summer camp, we, it was like a closing devotional, uh, piece that we did when I was, before I was an officer. And I can remember doing this with another act actress and a couple of other actors. It was very powerful. So that image of, of this story, uh, that Jesus talks, you know, uh, just kind of, it's like, I need to dust that off and just kind of say something about it. So that was, that's kind of the background and, and, you know, the, the, the thought process that kind of comes for that. I think it goes deeper, Colonel, because I know that you are <clears throat> very aware of the need for justice in situations, whether they be in the workplace and homes and the society. You're also, um, you have the gift of empathy. And, you know, we have to wonder where is, is empathy um, today? Uh, so, this does have really um, good application for, for where we are, but how do we cultivate empathy in our world, in, among our children, among, you know, each other? And I think that's something that's close to your heart that, you know, I see you act out, you live by it. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate you, you know, bringing that to readers' attention. Well, you know, Jeff, I'm, I'm mindful that, you know, we have a voice of influence uh, we we may not have you know power and and whatever and and sometimes we might be not thought of or or it's a, an afterthought whatever but I I know that each issue of our magazine has 
a significant uh, um, place in the kingdom of God as it goes out and these words go out. So I'm, I'm mindful of, I don't want to get off on tangents and fads and superficial sort of things, but I'm also mindful that, um, you know, these are, these are important times right now for the church. Uh, we're dealing with uh, mental health breakdowns of pastors. Um, we ha- we're seeing people leave the church. We're seeing people leave the profession of uh, public safety. Um, we're seeing, um, you know, kind of an of uh, civility. We we address civility in our last issue. We're we're kind of seeing these things disappear. Yet I think those those things are tied to our journey, our faith journey. And if if we don't if we don't somehow reconcile that and kind of bring it into into space, you know, how can we listen? How can we how can we agree to disagree? How can we kind of move forward in a sense of unity and a sense of hope to make these changes in in our in our society? We're never going to do it if we're just battling text battles, you know, out out in Twitter land, and because you feel good hurling a stone at somebody uh, through your words, it's just not it's just not godly. And uh, so, you know, I think. Uh, Towards the end, I said, "Let's let's be intentional about living the self-examined life." I I've been doing the last few months. I've been doing a lot of examination. You know, um, I was raised in you know a a, a blue-collar family and and had a lot of different experiences that that you know people may not associate you know with me you know just because I was I'm a white man. But, but some of this stuff is real and it's real and it's very gritty for me. So how does my faith ride above that? How do I, how do I engage in this world right now? And really what this world now needs ambassadors of reconciliation and love. We don't need any more stones thrown. We don't need any more fingers pointed. And we have an opportunity in the Salvation Army to be agents of change in our communities. We just have to have the courage to walk across this bridge. We've talked about this before and get out there and, and, and start talking with people that we may disagree with or, um, you know, we can't just sit back and wait for, you know, somebody else to to make it happen. We have the opportunity. But as we do, let's do it in a matter of grace and hope and kindness and uh, drop the, the rocks or the dirt clods and uh, and do so in, in love, uh, you know, reaching out to other people. I think that's kind of my passion. It will continue to be my passion. You do it so well, Colonel. I, I, you know, that's something that you uh, do so very well. Um, every, you know, there's degrees of empathy and not everyone has that, but it's something certainly to develop. I just read recently, somebody described our current situation as the gift of collective desperation. We're all going through these challenges, society with the pandemic, et cetera. The idea of it being that, hey, yeah, it is a time for self-examination, a time that we can come out of this better than we were before. And I think that's certainly the hope. Well, um, just prior to this uh, recording, this I, I just got out of uh, a meeting with our our ambassadors of holiness, uh, uh, the lovely Bill and, and Diane Yuri, and um, we're we're talking about on the on the program side here 
um, which is the other hat that I'm wearing, of trying to find ways that we can reach out and support our officer teams uh, throughout the the country to you know bring them hope to to bring them light and uh, there's going to be some new stuff uh, that we're we're in the in the petri dish right now and probably later in the fall uh, we'll be rolling out with uh, you know encouraging and you're right I mean I you know empathy is it's just kind of there it's in my heart and I, I don't want my heart to get hard and callous by all of the toxic things that I'm seeing and reading and even myself uh, disappointment with how people are approaching some of this whether they're Christians or not um, you know uh, and I've worked hard in previous appointments to be an agent of change in communities and economic development and involved in Rotary Clubs, Kiwanis Clubs, Chamber of Commerce, uh, uh, you know, with city halls and with police department, fire department, with uh, recreation programs, whatever. You know, there's so many different things that we have in the Salvation Army we have access to. I just, I don't want to see us... Uh, severing all those ties. I want to see us embracing and, and helping realize, you know, we can be a part of the change, but we're not going to be good, a good ambassador. If, if our hearts are filled with divisiveness and, you know, that kind of thing. So hopefully that article will, uh, will help a few people to kind of think more importantly, I think it's just a great passage to reflect on reminding us that, you know, (laughs) Jesus doesn't need our help judging other people. God doesn't need our help. He's got that all kind of covered. What he needs is for us to be the hands and feet of kindness and mercy and love in this day and age. And that's exciting. So it's just kind of there. So thank you. Well, that's going to end this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow the War Cry and Peer magazine on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. We are at thewarcry.org and peermag.org. Or is it peermagazine.org, Elizabeth? It is peermag.org. Peermag.org. Please uh, click on those links. uh, Leave some feedback for us. We want to hear from you. And we thank you for being a faithful listener. If you're a new listener uh, to uh, the Fight for Good podcast, we we welcome you. And we are uh, nearing 50 episodes already of this. So we're almost hitting our anniversary, right? This is actually episode 51. 51. Already, we've done it. Like we've nothing. made it. Like yesterday, that wow. we were I know. We should have had pie and ice cream. Oh, hat party hats, music, yeah. Kazoo's. I love a kazoo. Fifty-one, fifty-one. We're, we are we are approaching uh, almost our anniversary, aren't we? Because we have actually passed our anniversary. Happening. Oh. Yeah, we launched it in August of last year. Oh my goodness! So I know time flies time Mm. flies so that's great anyways thanks for listening and read the war cry and share god's love with other people be kind to others and do all that you can to bring hope and change into this crazy world of ours that god so greatly loves so until next time this has been the fight for good podcast bye for now subscribe to fight for good wherever you listen to podcasts 